My name is Rebecca Pearl, and I'm both the Finances and Fraud Specialist at AARP Elder Watch, as well as your host for Money Talks 50+, a podcast for women featuring women to tackle the most challenging financial issues we face. Thank you for tuning in today. Each week, we'll invite an expert guest on a topic to share best practices, answer your questions, and highlight an important financial issue. Before we get started, I want to mention the work that AARP Elderwatch, in partnership with the Colorado Attorney General's Office, does. If you think you've been a victim of a fraud or scam, or need assistance with organizing your finances, call us at 1-800-222-4444, option 2. We have volunteers standing by to assist you from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. We shy away from talking about money more than anything else in the United States. People are more comfortable talking with their friends about marriage issues, mental health, addiction, race, sex, and politics than about money. It's such a simple thing, but we are scared to have these conversations. Yet these conversations are so important to have. There's no practical system for teaching us about money or personal finance. So if we're not having these money discussions, how are we supposed to get better at managing our money? Poor money skills are looked at as something to be ashamed of, but they're not something to be ashamed of. How are you supposed to have good money skills when there's no system to teach you how to handle your money? Talking about it can teach someone something new. And if we don't pay attention to our finances, if we're not discussing them, there are people waiting to take advantage of that. These scammers are becoming more and more innovative and creative every single day to try to take your money. We all know there's a race pay gap and a gender pay gap and not talking about money, continuing to not talk about money, allows that inequality to go unchecked. We gotta step up these conversations, especially because when a loved one passes away, it can cause major confusion and heightened stress for the family members involved if the fam- if the financial situation has not been understood or explained in the past. Finances are an issue in many relationships and are cited as a leading cause of divorce. 70% of adults said that they could not identify how much their partner makes. Let that sink in for a second. Just having this conversation, although it may be hard, can save a relationship. You never know what can happen when we open the doors to discussing our finances, which is why it is more important than ever. And that's why this episode of Money Talks 50 Plus is dedicated to financial conversations with your loved ones. Today, we have Teresa Doheny on to discuss. Teresa Doheny is a graduate from Colorado Christian University who received her master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. She works at the Colorado Christian University Counseling Center and counseled undergraduates who were experiencing negative symptoms associated with life transitions and mental illness. In recent years, Teresa has opened a private practice, Doheny Counseling LLC, and has been working with individuals who are experiencing anxiety, depression, and or trauma. She works to decrease unwanted symptoms through evidence-based treatment interventions such as cognitive behavioral therapy and dialectical behavioral therapy. 
In addition, Teresa received a level two training in Gottman Method Couples Therapy and specializes in couples issues in the areas of friendship, communication, conflict, and intimacy. Teresa enjoys witnessing clients who come to therapy and find the best of themselves while experiencing dreams coming true. Teresa and her daughter, Kaylee, reside in Westminster, Colorado with their four kitties, Aria, Elsa, Dennis, and Larry. Teresa, thank you so much for being here with us today. To talk about all things money and having these important conversations. Our first question today is, what are some of the barriers you see in families trying to have a conversation about finances? Thank you, Rebecca, for um, asking these questions. Um, one of the barriers that I see um, in therapy when families are talking about prior generations not speaking about finances. So that is a major barrier from just not being able to learn from parents, grandparents, parents didn't learn, um, and then families don't communicate about finances regularly. Um, and then it seems to turn into blaming and pointing fingers. So there are definitely, definitely barriers you know, families face when trying to have a conversation about finances. Absolutely. I've seen some of those in my own family, and I'm sure many of us have those experiences of not quite knowing what's going on intergenerationally with those finances. Do you have any tips on how to remove some of those barriers? Yes, I definitely do. Um, one of the main tips that I would recommend is to set a time and a day that the family as a unit can come together. Um, especially couples and, and you know, the, the head of the home should be talking about this regularly to begin with and then age appropriately passing it down. Um, and I think it can be fun. I think a, a family should make a financial plan for the present and the future and a lifetime and really make it something that is no the norm rather than something to avoid. That's a great tip, making a financial plan that you can use in the future as well and having that kind of develop over time as family dynamics may change um, and really having that family conversation, sit everyone down. I think that's wonderful. Financial issues within a relationship oftentimes lead to breakup or divorce. Um, one of the leading causes of divorce is actually financial issues. So what are some ways couples can begin healthily talking about finances, even if they've had arguments before? I think this is my favorite question because this is where it begins, I feel, especially new couples coming together. They're talking about starting a family someday. This has to be a conversation as well. And I think one good question to ask yourself, each person, is do I have a good relationship with money? I mean, some people have a better relationship with food. Some people don't have a good relationship with money. It really depends, but this is one area you want to ask yourself, how can it be better? Um, but one way that, you know, couples can start to be on the same page instead of arguing is to plan it. Um, plan a monthly financial date night. Um, great tip for this. You could even include nudity. Um, that's that's a tip we get from the Gottman Institute, um, trying to have fun with paying bills and talk about financial goals, present and future. Just have fun with it. 
find out how your partner's family handled finances and what they would like to hold on to and what they would like to get rid of in their relationship. Create a new financial relationship for you and your next generation to pass on. Finance date night. I love that. I wonder if I can convince my partner to do that with me. I'll keep you all updated. Um, if my parent has refused, shifting a little bit to the more intergenerational dynamics, if my parent has refused to discuss their finances with me in the past, but as they age and their health declines, what can I do to start that conversation again and have a productive outcome? Yeah, this can be tricky, especially if you haven't been having this conversation from the beginning growing up and then as an adult um, talking about finances. So I can imagine it could be scary to bring it up and um, sometimes it's okay to keep it separated. I, I think it's a good idea to maybe, you know, ask if they would feel more comfortable with a third party handling it as long as you know it's being handled. Um, and you know what, there is the downside that you might not be able to, and you have to be able to accept that, you know, how your parents handle their finances is really up to them and whether or not they're going to share it with their children. Um, so it's a lot easier to hear it from others sometimes than from your children when you're a parent. Um, I think some people could relate to that. Absolutely. And that's something that we've heard before too. If, uh, your parents aren't so receptive of you going to them and discussing finances, perhaps a third party can step in and um, have that conversation and as long as it's being handled that does provide a lot of relief for adult children i think continuing our discussion about the finances with aging parents when is the ideal time to have that conversation as soon as possible as soon as possible definitely before retirement the parents um, should already be having this discussion amongst themselves and they should be discussing it with their children um, personally, my parents didn't do this and it was a surprise <laughs> at the end. So, you know, it's, it's in the benefit of your family and in the people that are being left behind to really, you know, say this is in the best interest of our family. So let's talk about it. Absolutely. Early and often, right? What's the best way shifting to, um, parent dynamics with adult children? Some parents have been providing financially for their adult children for um, quite a while and reach a point in which that's not possible anymore. What is the best way to break that news to an adult child that perhaps the parent can no longer send money for rent every month or other expenses? I really thought about this question. Um, so many things jump out at me just in this question alone. Um, questions like why why are the parents doing this um is there a reason um and is i don't know how anyone gets in this to begin with so um not allowing your your adult child to support themselves and in any way and you know in every way possible and teach them that they have to pay their own way um and then have to back steps seems difficult but you know Give them, give them a deadline. I don't think you need to give a real reason unless you have one. Um, then just be honest with them. But 
uh, I would try to stay away from this as much as possible. I know for some folks, this starts in college and then, um, you know, the parent is sending some money once a month and then the child graduates from college and they still expect that money and the parent is reluctant to stop. And it's it's usually, you know, coming from a place of love, but it actually can be very detrimental to that adult child because if you're relying on someone else, you might not know how to handle the finances when they're actually in front of you. Shifting back to the parent conversation, as our parents age and sometimes their memories worsen, how can I convince them to let me handle their money um, when it may not be in their best interest to continue handling their money? Um, perhaps they're picking up the phone and not remembering that social security does not call you and then giving out personal information or giving out large sums of money. What do, what do we do? Sure. Um, I think that uh, one great way, obviously, is to go to therapy. Um, it gives you a third party and a plan. Um, and uh, I think you know, that's just a really good way to open up the conversation and help them to understand, even if there, you know, if there is a memory illness, a therapist can go through that type of diagnosis and help them to understand better what's going to be happening in the future, what might be happening now, other signs to look, for, you know, to look for. Um, and, you know, what about their friends? How are they handling it? Um, I think that's always great to reach out to others. Um, you know, what are their friends doing with their their families, their children, that kind of thing. I think that's always helpful to kind of ask, ask others. Definitely, we do learn best from other people's experiences. I think that's true. And then lastly, what are some ways you think we can start a dialogue between one another about spending saving, wages, and other financial matters. We really have no system in the United States that teaches us about how to properly handle finances, and we have many inequalities when it comes to pay, um, and not talking about it can allow those to continue. So I'm wondering how we can start those conversations and keep them going. As soon as I read this question, I got a vision of the Monopoly game because um, it is such an, it, it's such an important game in our development uh, about spending and saving and finance finances. Um, so I think that's a fun way to start the conversation, and then um, you know it can be fun saving like let's come let's come up with a way we can save and be excited about it and what's the goal and how can we get there um asking the questions you know how do you budget your money um that might be even a question just to start with i think that is a huge piece i mean some people don't budget money and i i don't understand how you can financially be healthy if you don't know what's coming in, what's going out, and how much you can use. Um, and, you know, some of the things that we do, um, we use cash um, and we spend very carefully. So, but we've been talking about this since um, my daughter was very, very young. And I think if you can start young, you know, start talking about it soon, make it fun, make it the norm. 
Um, and it's never too late to start. So whenever you can, just start the conversation. Thank you so much, Teresa. Is there anything that you would like to add that we did not discuss? I mean, I just want to, you know, plug therapy a little more just because I feel like now is the time to talk. We need to process our thoughts, get them out of our head, um, deal with them, see if they're helpful or not. And I think therapy is, can teach you all kinds of tools, um, including about finances. So it's more than just, you know, problems. We can we can work for the future before the problems arise. Thank you so much for mentioning plugging therapy, especially in these really difficult times. It's more important than ever, I think. And if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? I am on Doheny Counseling LLC on Facebook. It has all my information. I work with individuals and couples. So um, we have openings. It's virtual and you can do it in the comfort of your own home. So yeah. Thank you so much, Teresa, for joining us. And I hope you all tune in next week. Conversation All Things Medicare with Kathy from SHIP state health insurance program. That's all for now. If you like what you've been hearing today, please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you find your podcasts.